And I know we have many mothers here today, faithful moms. And to you we say, Happy Mother's Day. And I hope that you will enjoy your day. I hope your husband and your kids have done something to uh, let you know how much you are appreciated uh, because you are, as John said in his prayer, without our mothers, where would we be? But, you know, the elephant in the room on a day like this is the fact that we have women among us who are not mothers. Maybe women who wanted to be mothers but were never able to have children. However, you in your life of devotion have made a difference on those uh, coming up, on younger ones, um, those in uh, younger generations. You have been a mother-like figure to them. Uh, You have made an impact on younger believers. And so I say that you ought to stand alongside our mothers and we lift you up and We say to you, thank you for what you have done as well. You deserve to be honored right alongside the moms and the grandmoms in the house today. So happy Mother's Day to you as well. What did Jesus say when questioned about his family? He said, who are my mother and my brothers? They are the ones who do God's will. And this family, as important as our blood kin is, this family is even more important. The family that comprises the body of believers, those who profess faith. In Jesus Christ. It is Mother's Day, and this morning I want us to spend some time talking about a mother who may be less familiar to you. I think her name is already up on the screen. Her name is Eunice. Some of you have heard of this lady, some of you probably have not, but by the end of our time, you'll know a little bit more about her. You may be more familiar with her son, Timothy. In fact, more people here may may be more familiar with Timothy than his mother, Eunice. We are introduced to Timothy as a promising young believer in Acts chapter 16, in the first five verses. If you want to grab a Bible and turn there, you're welcome to. We see here in Acts 16 that Paul is rolling along in his second missionary journey, and he has Silas as a co-worker. And they come to a city called Lystra, and there they encounter a young disciple. His name is Timothy. And we learn a little bit about him. In verse 2, we see that he was well spoken of by the brothers and sisters, the church. So we learn here that this young believer, he had a good reputation, well thought of by his fellow Christians. And we also learn that Paul was so impressed with this young man, Timothy, that he wanted him to accompany him on future missionary journeys. He wanted Timothy to, to join his team, to become another of his co-workers. And Timothy does. He pulls up stakes and he begins to go with Paul, preaching the gospel in various places. And we learn in verse 5 that as a result of the ministry of Timothy and Paul and others, that the churches of this day were strengthened in the faith and they increased in numbers daily. That is our first glimpse at Timothy in the Scriptures. And we know also from 1 Timothy chapter 1 that this young man was set apart by God to serve as a minister in his church. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18 We see Paul writing to to this young man 
who had become like a son to him. Paul refers to himself as a father in the faith to Timothy. Their relationship was very intimate, very tender. And he says, this charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. There were prophecies made about Timothy that he would serve the Lord's church in a very special way. This was an exceptional young man, a promising young believer, full of potential, not just full of potential, but but actually doing the work of God. But Timothy's journey to faith and devotion, it all started at home with his mother and his grandmother. Is that where your journey began? Your journey of faith? In fact, let me ask a question. If you are a Christian today because of a faithful mom or a faithful grandmother, or maybe you're here today and your mother or your grandmother, they were not uh, models of faithfulness for you in your home, but you've been blessed by one of those people we were talking about earlier, one of those motherly figures in the church. Maybe she never had kids of her own, but she was a blessing to you. She impacted your life. She's one of the reasons you're a faithful believer today. If you are a Christian today because of the influence of a godly mother-like woman, would you raise your hand? Would you raise your hand? Why don't you raise it higher? Because, come on, it's Mother's Day. We ought to be proud of these ladies that have blessed us. These women that are the reason that we are here today. That we are seated in this place worshiping our God. Now there's two objectives. There's two things I want to accomplish with this sermon this morning. One is, I want us to leave here with a greater appreciation for our mothers. And our grandmothers. And other ladies in our lives who have been like mothers to us. And I do hope, this is a bit of an aside, but I do hope that by the time you leave, you are so thankful for your mom or your grandmother or whoever else that you will, if she is still living and you're not going to get to see her today, that you will pick up the phone and call her and tell her what a difference she has made in your life and let her know how thankful you are for her. Because there's a lot of people here today, look, you wish that you could pick up the phone one more time and call your mom. You would give anything to be able to do that. And those of us who still have moms living, why don't you decide to do that today to let her know how thankful you are? But but the other thing I, I want us to do that I want this sermon to accomplish, I want us to be inspired to emulate those faithful mothers that we're thinking about in our lives. We should walk away feeling extra encouraged, extra challenged to mimic their faith. Now, we're going to do that by noticing a few things about Timothy's mom. We don't know all that much about her, but there are a few notable things that that, that we should look at about specifically her faith. And the first is this. She was faithful even though her husband was not. And that should cause us to have even more admiration and respect for this lady. She was faithful even though her husband was not. The reason that I think that's the case is from Acts chapter 16, verse 1. When Paul and Silas get to Timothy's hometown and we are introduced to Timothy and his family and we see that his mother, Eunice, she is a Jew who became a believer in Christ 
But we're told that Timothy's father, he is not named, was a Greek. He was an outsider. He was a Gentile. And there's no indication in the Scriptures that he ever became a Christian. And if that's the case, then Timothy's mom, Eunice, achieved what is one of the toughest and most admirable accomplishments. She was able to raise faithful children without the support of a faithful husband. If she didn't have an encouraging spouse, then she was still taking Timothy to the synagogue, to the place of Jewish learning. She was still praying with her son in their home, sharing with him the Scriptures, modeling him modeling for him a life of faith. What a faithful woman Eunice must have been to be able to do all of that without the help of Timothy's dad, without the help of a faithful husband. And listen, just thinking more broadly, we need more believers like Eunice who cling to the faith in spite of difficult circumstances. This is a difficult circumstance. And we have ladies in the house this morning, I'm sure, who did this, who did just what we are describing, just what Eunice did. You raised your kids up in the faith with very little help from your spouse, from your partner. And we honor you today, and we admire you, and and we want to be inspired by that kind of faith. We want to have a faith that Eunice had that clings to God in spite of facing extremely difficult circumstances and you know at the end of the day isn't that what faith is all about i mean faith faith really counts when when the going gets rough faith is the art of holding on to things when we face trials and tribulations in our lives that's when we know what our faith is made of we know what eunice's faith was made of it was tough it was resilient she endured in the faith despite this great difficulty that she faced in her own family. Raised up her boy to be a faithful believer, almost single-handedly. I say almost, because Eunice's mother, Timothy's grandmother, Lois, was also involved in this process, as we are about to learn. Second, what I want us to notice about Eunice's faith this morning is that her faithfulness was demonstrated by actively teaching her son the Scriptures. The Bible doesn't just tell us that she was faithful. It shows us how she was faithful. I'm thinking here of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. I've got this up on the screen. Here Paul says, and Paul knows more about Timothy's personal life than we do, and he speaks to this in these verses as he's writing. He says to Timothy, As for you, continue in what you've learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. And some people, when they look at that verse and they see from whom, they assume, well, that's probably Paul. I mean, Paul was formative in Timothy's faith. Paul is the one who took him with him on these missionary journeys and trained him and became like a dad figure to him. But then, as we look closer, we notice that from whom is actually, in the Greek, it's plural. And so that leads me to believe Paul is not talking here about himself Paul is talking about Timothy's mom and his grandmother. Don't forget what you learned from them. Don't forget from whom you learned it. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings 
You've been acquainted with the sacred writings, with the Hebrew Scriptures, with the Old Testament, because of your mom. Because your mom and your grandmother, they made sure of it as you were growing up. And they are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Timothy's mom demonstrated her faithfulness by teaching her boy the Scriptures as he was growing up. And if you're somebody here today who learned the Scriptures at your mother's knee when you were young, you have a lot to be thankful for. As I was getting ready for this lesson, I thought about an, uh, an old home video. I haven't seen it in many years, but it, it came to my mind as I was preparing the sermon. It's me and my mom on a couch. My dad is the videographer. He was always the videographer. My mom and I are sitting there, and she's got her Power for Today devotional book open. We still have those out in the lobby. And she is looking up the Scripture references in that little daily devotional book, and she's reading those passages, those verses, in segments. She would read a segment, and then I would repeat that segment. And she would read another segment, and I would repeat it. And the whole video is three or four verses of her reading, me repeating the Scriptures. I am here today, I am standing before you declaring to you the Word of God, in large part, because my mama taught me the Bible when I was a kid. And for that, I am exceedingly grateful. I think about my sister Carrie Rogers, who once told me this, and this has stuck with me, and it's, it's stuck with her. She remembers every day waking up and walking down the stairs, I think I've shared this before, and seeing her mom at the kitchen table with Bible open, reading the Scriptures and praying. And just seeing that has had a transformative effect on her life and on her faith. Just simply witnessing her mom immersing herself in the Word of God day by day. If you had a mom like that, you ought to be thankful. You've been exceedingly blessed. And faithful mamas don't just teach their children the Scriptures, they teach their children how to pray. And they do that by modeling a healthy prayer life themselves. They pray with their children. They pray for their children. They let their, their kids see them pray. And they also teach them how to serve. They involve their children in activities that bless other people, that lift up and encourage other people, neighbors and family members and church members. They involve their kids in a life of service in the name of Jesus Christ. And they also teach their kids how to worship. And to the young mamas out there, props to you for being here every Sunday with your little ones. I've heard from my wife that it's very hard. I wouldn't know because I'm up here on the stage for like 20, 25 minutes every Sunday while she's dealing with our kids in the pew. Listen, I know that's hard to have your little ones here. And yet you're here every week because you know that it's important. You know that they're getting something even though you're not. You haven't heard the words of a prayer. You haven't heard a, a sermon in years, and yet you are here each week. And yet, let me encourage you, when you are here to the best of your ability, worship the Lord. Show your children what worship looks like. To the best of your ability, sing along with the songs. Open your mouth to sing. 
And to the best of your ability, show your child how to pray. And listen, you might think I'm coming down on the moms. Well, I mean, it is Mother's Day. And let me also say, Father's Day's coming up, okay? So the dads are not off the hook. We'll talk to them uh, in, in the coming weeks. But I want to say to you, don't just bring your kids to worship. Show them how to worship. Model that for them for the, to the best of your ability. I was struck by this quote I encountered last week from John Piper. He said, the greatest stumbling block for a child in worship is a parent who doesn't. So it's not enough to just bring our kids to church. When they get here, we have to show them how to worship. They are looking to us. And just bringing them to church will make a limited difference if when they get here, they do not see us worshiping. Show them how to worship to the best of your ability. Timothy was blessed by a mom who actively demonstrated faithfulness by teaching him the Scriptures, and I'm sure in many more ways. And third, the last thing I want to share with you is her faith inspired her son when his faith was faltering. When his faith was failing. When I begin to read 2 Timothy, I get the sense that Paul is talking to a different Timothy than the one we've encountered before. I don't mean somebody totally different. I just mean this guy, I get the sense that he's changed. That something's different. That maybe even something has happened in his life that that has negatively affected his faith. The reason that I think that is because Paul has to remind Timothy in the first chapter of 2 Timothy, first, to fan into flame the gift of God within him. Verse 6 of chapter 1. Fan into flame the gift of God within you that is there because of the laying on of my hands. We don't know what gift this was, what spiritual gift this was that Timothy possessed. Maybe it was a miraculous revelatory gift that was only available to Christians in this era. But whatever it was, Timothy wasn't using it. He wasn't exercising it. And so Paul has to say to him, you need to stoke the embers of that gift. You need to start fanning that that fire into flame again, Timothy. Come on. And then he also says, Timothy, the Holy Spirit in you is not characterized by fear. That makes me think that Timothy had become a little more timid, a little more reserved. He said, you've got the Holy Spirit in you, boy. And that's not characterized by fear, but by power and love and self-control. So start living like it. And in addition to those reminders, before those reminders, listen to what Paul says of verse 5 of 2 Timothy 1. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I'm sure it dwells in you too, Timothy. I know that that faith is in there somewhere, Timothy. I know it's there because it was passed on to you by your faithful mom and your faithful grandmother. Don't forget about them. Don't forget about their faith. Don't forget about the faith that they passed on to you. Live up to their example. Make them proud by your faithfulness. Let them know that all their work in raising you in the faith was not a waste of time. Be faithful like them. You know, kids may not always follow 
the counsel of a faithful mother. And we get the sense that maybe Timothy had drifted a bit from the faith that he wasn't living up to his fullest potential. Maybe he wasn't following the example that his mother and his grandmother set for him. Kids may not always follow the counsel of a faithful mother, but they will not ever forget it. The foundation that is laid in children when they are young will be with them for life. I think about that classic song, Mama Tried, by the late Merle Haggard. The narrator in that song, who's based on Haggard's own life experience, says, One and only rebel child from a family meek and mild, my mama seemed to know what lay in store. Despite my Sunday learning, towards the bad I kept turning till mama couldn't hold me anymore. It is admitting that he's departed from his mama's teachings. The the teachings of the faith that his mama imparted to him. He recognizes his rebellious ways, but it's only because they stand in stark contrast to what his mama taught him. And he's given props to his mama for trying. He knows because of his mother's example how far he has drifted from the faith. He's gone astray, but he has not forgotten. And if you have a child or a grandchild and they know right from wrong because they learned it from you and from other family members, this ought to give you hope. That no matter how far they stray from the faith, the foundation that you lay, the seed that you planted in their heart is still with them. And we ought to be praying that something will be said, something will be done, that God will intervene in some powerful way, that that seed will begin to grow and blossom once more. It's not too late this side of eternity for for a child who's drifted the furthest from the faith to return. They may not be following your counsel, but they have not forgotten. It's still in there somewhere. And we pray that any kid like that that's connected to anybody in this congregation will come around once more. It's there. Now, we don't know much about Eunice, except, really, that she was a woman of faith. But really, do we need to know any more? I mean, at the end of the day, isn't, this all that matters? She was faithful? I mean, that says it all. Because when all is said and done, it will not matter. If your children remember that you were a good cook or a bad cook, you know, every time we had dinner, Mama burned something. There was something scorched and the fire alarms were going off and we were fanning the stove. At the end of the day, that doesn't matter whether or not you were a good cook, whether or not your kids remember you that way. It won't matter if your children remember that you were always well put together. It won't matter if your children remember that you were in great shape. It won't matter if your children remember that you were professionally successful. It won't matter if your children remember that your home was always clean as a pen. The only thing that matters from an eternal perspective is whether or not you were faithful. And the question is, Will your kids be able to say, as the scriptures say of Eunice, she was a woman of faith? My mama was a woman of faith. Will that be the number one thing that they remember? Moms wear many hats. Moms have many titles. But the most important among them is faithful. And don't for a second think that grandmothers also can't make a big difference 
Remember Lois. Eunice was only able to train her son Timothy in the faith because her mama Lois trained her. Grandmothers can have a powerful impact on the faith of their grandchildren. If you've talked to Caroline Simmons for very long at all, you've heard about her Granny Dodson. Granny Dodson comes up in conversations with Caroline all the time because Granny Dodson has, a, has had a huge impact on her faith. And I bet you're tired of hearing about my Grammy. I've talked about my Grammy a lot from the pulpit and, and the mission work that she was involved in in Africa. And now that she's gone, her legacy looms large over my life and, and her shadow of faithfulness stretches across mine. And I am so thankful for her. Her life as my grandmother has made a big difference in mine. And you as a grandmother can make a big difference in the life of your grandchildren. By grace, Timothy became an impressive kingdom servant. Very impressive. Accomplished. He became a permanent associate of Paul. He ministered in Thessalonica, in Corinth, in Macedonia. He shared in Paul's imprisonment, according to Philippians 2.19. Did you know he co-wrote six letters with Paul? 2 Corinthians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, Philemon, all of those begin with Paul and Timothy write to you. Paul once said of Timothy, I have no one like him. I mean, think about all the the faithful Christians that Paul served with. Philippians 2.20, I got nobody like Timothy. But this all can be traced back. All of the accomplishments and successes that Timothy experienced as a disciple of Jesus Christ can be traced back to a faithful mother and grandmother who laid a foundation of faith. This morning, it may be time for you to surrender your life to Jesus. To come and to confess His name before this crowd that you believe He is the Son of God to repent of your old way of life, to go down into those waters of baptism, to have your sins washed away by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and come up a new creature ready to walk in newness of life. If you haven't done that, if you haven't taken that most important step of faith, I would challenge you to do that. And let me tell you, when you do that, not only will your heavenly Father be pleased, but you'll make your earthly mama really proud. Or maybe you need to come today and you need to confess sin. Uh, Or you need to bring a struggle that has been weighing down and burdening uh, you maybe for many weeks, even years. You want to share it with your church family so that we can surround you in love and support and encouragement. This is a time for you to do that. And I promise you will walk out those doors feeling uplifted and encouraged. You'll be ready to face this next week, whatever it may hold, with the strength that that comes from a a faith in Christ. If there are any spiritual needs in the house this morning, we invite you to come and make those known as we stand and sing.